Um, okay. We're waiting on David. There's, oh, there's David. David. Had to grab my mustache comb. <laughs> Chip, do you want to use it after me? No, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, John, you ready to lead us in? I am ready to lead us in. Let's do it. Atlanta, recently named the worst city to live in if you're on minimum wage, which ties us with every other city people try to live in if they're on minimum wage. It's the Whole World Improv Theater podcast, brought to you by Whole World Improv Theater, Atlanta's original home of improv. Here are your hosts, artistic director Chip Powell, and a man who thinks this would all sound way better on vinyl, John Mihalik. Hey everybody, it's John. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're continuing our conversation with Emily Riley Russell and David Owen. Last week, we learned about Whole World's adult improv class program, but that's not all we do. We have a kids' class program, and our summer camps even won an award from Nickelodeon. No word if anyone accepting the award got slimed, which I would be completely envious of. I'm in my late 40s, and getting slimed on Nickelodeon is still one of my life's ambitions. We pick up the interview with Chip asking David how he's handled difficult situations as a teacher. Coming in and not ever being a teacher is kind of intimidating. Mm -hmm. And you always get that moment when you are an instructor and you've been challenged by a student that makes you realize, oh, I got to put my money where my mouth is. Like mm -hmm. I've got to have ownership of this lesson. So David, kind of talk to us about, you know, you've been doing this with our kids camp for several years and then also teaching adult programming. What was your aha moment that you were like, oh, I'm, I'm an instructor? I would say for adults, it was my last class. I always want people to feel good, I want them to feel happy feel and feel fulfilled. But, you know, I have to hold true to the lesson plan and make sure that they're progressing as a performer and not just having fun. So, yeah, I had a student who had um, great intentions, good heart, but was very headstrong, very confident because they didn't know improv per se, but they knew comedy and they knew how to be funny. This was what they would say. So he would challenge me on a couple things. And that was the most challenged I've ever been by a student. So it really made me like, like you said, have to put my money where my mouth is. And I really, you know, I just wanted to do a good job by him and set a good example for the rest of the class. So I just noticed he was doing this one thing. He had this bad habit of, sh of shushing people in scene, which is, which is not what you want to do, obviously. So my first big aha moment with him, and this was, I built some confidence from it is when, you know, he, he always had an explanation as to why he was doing things. And so I brought it up after he had done it two scenes in a row, he was shushing his partner and he came back at me with like, well, it's my character choice. And one of the other classmates actually perked up and was backing him up. I was like, yeah, I think it was his character choice. He was being like a businessman. And, you know, I just had to tell him, Hey man, I understand your choice, but you know, this is about you and your partner. Your scene is never going to be as good by yourself as it could be with you and your partner working together and you're shushing them. And I understand we make character choices. However, we've had two scenes, two scenes now back to back where you're shushing. And he understood it. Normally when I give notes, they're like, okay. And they take notes and they implement it. But he was a little, um, I guess, headstrong, so to speak, but it worked. The note hit home with him. And he talked to me afterwards about how he appreciated it and how he grew from it. So 
that's not my aha moment per se, but that's like my big moment of, oh, I'm being challenged. I got to put my money where my mouth is. And then, you know, just trusting myself to be like, man, David, you've been doing this for like almost a decade now. You know what you're talking about. Just tell them what's up. And I had a good growing moment with, uh, with that student. You have been so involved with the kids camp. Yes. I think you've been the number one counselor. When did you start the kids camp? And what was your journey through that kids camp today where you are the, you run the kids yeah. camp? Well, didn't you start in the kids camp? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't me. That was Josh. But uh, I had a nice, long, real good journey with summer camp. I started my camp career at Camp High Harbor. That's how I learned to be a camp counselor, was a camper there, had a blast, all kinds of stuff. Then when I came over to Whole World, I was no longer involved with the camp. I was trying to find my way in the world. And Lauren Goins was running the camp at the time. And she was looking for people. Her and I were just chit-chatting. And she was like, yeah, I'm just looking for camp instructors. And then she went, oh, because she knew like my history. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to get involved. So helped her out that year. She loved my help. And I got to be the counselor uh, for my cousins, Sam and Kevin. Sam was real young at the time. He didn't even have the Afro yet. He had the curls, but no Afro. And Kevin was little, little, little. So I re- And Gus was there. So I really enjoyed getting to work with them, make them laugh and see them grow. Kept coming back, helping Lauren out as her number two. When she stepped away, Emily reached out to me, extended me an offer to lead camp. Of course, I was intimidated. Grant and I were going to be splitting it. But um, I was like, yeah, let's. I mean, I was intimidated, but I was like, let's do this. This is what I love to do. So hopped in. Aaron Cheek was my number two at the time, and we had a blast. I inherited a great lesson plan from my predecessors, and it was a strong, strong foundation for me to build upon. And all I really did was implement some fun things that I like to do, things that I know kids like to do, things that I loved to do growing up, things that I liked to do at camp. As you can see, this medal behind me, that is the trophy for the winner of the Camper of the Week Award which is something new that I implemented when I took it over. And the kids absolutely love it. They love Camper of the Week, even if they don't get it. It's just the parents tell me that. The parents of the return campers, they will say that, because I'll have a lot of brother and sister teams coming to camp and the the mom will tell me, oh yeah, they've been chit-chatting and gossiping. They're wondering who's going to get it, who's going to get it. (laughs) Major support for Whole World Improv Theater is provided by the Atlanta Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs where beautiful people bring you the arts while surrounded by singing birds and fairies. They must have us mistaken for something like Shakespeare in the park. Or the vagina monologues. Vagina. David, our camp program has been so successful because Emily really put it on the map back in the day. And you were able to come in and take it over. And I can't tell you, like, even talking with Front Porch Theater down in Savannah, they want to pick your brain because they were like, what? They get water balloon fights and they get uh, popsicles? Like, like we, we, we never thought of that. Like, we didn't think of that stuff. Walk us through a typical week of camp. Well, first day, nice, slow pace, just getting to know each other, get comfortable and learning to trust each other. That's very important on the first day. We'll go around the room, talk with each other. I always ask them the same questions. I want to know their name, what grade they're going into, and what school, why they're taking summer camp. Even if it's just my mom or dad signed me up, you got to say something. And lastly, an interesting fact about yourself. 
the counselors start, we go around the room. So when we're done with that, we're already that much closer. And at this point, we have so many returning campers. People are comfortable and happy and talkative. Then we go to the warm-up, have a nice little warm-up. Got to rein in that excitement because you never want them to get too excited too quickly. You want that excitement to build. So at the end of the day, they're bouncing off the walls and then they go home and they just go to sleep. And the parents are happy, <laughs> the parents are happy about that. Uh, so we get them centered. We get them present while we warm them up. After that, we will go. Um, well, excuse me. This is still the first day. We go hit the stage. They all find a spot on the stage where they're comfortable. They have room themselves and everyone closes their eyes. We have them close their eyes so they're not worried about looking silly to their peers and being judged and all that stuff. At this point, I've already gone over the camp rules, which aren't that many. It's no judgment. Hands up. Hands up is equipped for me to get their attention. No jumping from sets, that kind of stuff. So they are, they're familiar with no judgment, but, but so they're even more comfortable. We give them emotions. They take them on. They build, they build, they build. We do that for a bit. Then we go into the three W's and yes anding. We do three W and yes anding around Robin drills. After that, we go to lunch. We come back, we play, uh, well, we play Bosco during lunch, which is a game of secrecy. And whoever we have Bosco, Bosco is a little mischief maker and he likes to jump into people's stuff. So campers pass around Bosco without getting caught. Whoever has Bosco by the end of lunch has to get up on Bosco stage, which is the stage out in the cafe, that little one, we call it the Bosco stage. And they show a little talent for other campers. After that, they get an automatic wristband. We have whole world summer camp wristbands, which they love. My God, they, they're, I mean, uh, the parents have, <laughs> the parents tell me how they have like 150 whole world wristbands from going all the way back to 2018. But so you automatically, you automatically get a wristband if you get Bosco. After that, we play the fruit game, get the energy back up. And then more round robin scenes where I have them establish all three W's and then Instead of just being done, they do one W, two W, three. Then they go into their little scene. No audience, just them and their partner. Still no pressure, loose, getting them comfortable, easing them in. Finally, we get to scenes in front of each other to round out the day. And I always make sure to get everyone up at least once the first day. The first time they're up, no notes, just good job. You did it. This is an intimidating thing. And I understand. Good job. You did it. A lot of these kids are shy. Sometimes we have enough time to get to the first couple of games, which are buzzer, or I wish I had said, and emo interview. Then after that, we have popsicle break, which is at the end of the day, which the kids love. They always fight for the blue and pink popsicles. Those are the most popular colors. Blue is <laughs> blue raspberry. Pink is tropical punch. After that, we play cooldown games. We play Flores Lava. We play four sets. We have a couple of cooldown games. They love playing the cooldown games. After that, we check in with each other. I tell them, I go to everyone and I ask them what's your favorite thing we did today. Then we go grab our snack and finish up our movie while we wait for our parents to come pick them up. And that's just day one. That's day one. David, um, <laughs> you know, what, what he does is he's teaching improv for sure. The kids are learning improv. But what the things that, I think is so special about our camp is that we really like kids. Mm -hmm. That's what is the difference is that we really like these people and we like having fun with them. And David is like a big kid himself and he really relates to the kids. So it's not like we're the adults and we're telling you what to do and we're teaching you improv and you got to learn it. 
it is, you're learning improv without even knowing that you're learning improv a lot of the time as a kid, because we're having so much fun. So David can walk you through like, here's kind of the thing, but it's also like, you kind of got to be there because you're learning. He knows what he's doing, how he's teaching it, Mm -hmm. but the kids don't really know that that's what they're being taught right then and there because they're having fun. (laughs) It's so important. You know, it's not a class, Mm -hmm. summer camp. It's It's not school. It's camp. And this is where we're going to have fun. And this is where we have, what, three rules, you know? And it's like, the louder you are, the better, you know? And the more energy you have, the better. It really is. It's just kind of like, it's a very special camp that we have. I like how you said you had to be there because, you know, I walked y'all through day one and I left out, you know, I hit the main beats, but you know, what I did include you on are the constant inside jokes that, you know, Sam and I, Kevin, Gus are cracking to each other in the midst of explaining things. And of course the campers are like looking at the adults, laughing at each other and telling jokes and they're wanting to get involved. And they remember these inside jokes for years to come. So when they come back. Tell me about it, brah. Yeah, Yeah, brah. We have all, all those kids. They got. They all come away. They come away with like this little. Like it is. It's a, like they've got their own language. They've got their own jokes, and it's you. You kind of had to be there to get it. Do you live in Atlanta? Are you visiting Atlanta soon? Either way, a night at Whole World Improv Theater is one of the best shows in town. We're open for shows on Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. And now there's a second show on Saturday at 10 p.m. That's three chances to make your week funnier and we guarantee it costs less than your therapist. It's 200 bucks a pop and the first available appointment I could get for a therapist was about two months. I don't know, it's a racket. I think we should just all watch cat videos because they help every single time. Yes, we're still totally safe and socially distant. We follow CDC guidelines, but like, what does the CDC know? They live here in Atlanta, which is allergy central, and it just gets worse and worse. What's the matter, my people? No love for the hometown? See if we offer you tissues for those watery eyes ever again. So obviously a typical day is full. Get us to day five, what happens on show day. Show day is quick. It's quick. So campers come in there. We've been practicing all week. At this point, they have their favorite games. They're all clamoring to try and be in remote. They're all running up to me being like, I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing. And I'm like, (laughs) fine. I'm not going to make you sing and rap unless you want to. And I always approach the people, the kids who are in singing and rapping and ask them if it's cool. And they're always fine with it because we pick the ones that are not only skilled with the singing and rapping, but confident. So they have their favorite games. They're excited to see who wins Camper of the Week. They're excited for their superlative awards. What we do is we check in like always. I always ask each and every one of them, hey, what's one fun thing you did since we saw you uh, yesterday? And then after that, quick warm up do a little jam, little practice session, just do some scenes. I'll call a camper up and say, hey, what game you want to play? They pick the game. Buzzer, awesome. Go pick your partners. And then they pick their partners. And of course, we don't have them, you know, just pick their friends over and over and over again. We make sure that everyone gets to go up. Then we eat lunch early. We eat lunch in Larry's while they're eating lunch. No Bosco, not enough time for Bosco. And then everyone goes, oh, but then we give them their, <laughs> <laughs> but then we give them their summer camp t-shirts. They change, they get ready, then they start getting hyped up. We, we do more 
connection exercises. Then we make our way to the stage. I check in with them again, ask them how they're feeling. And it's always on average nervous, but excited. It's all, that's what they are on average is nervous, but excited. They get their last little quick bathroom break in. We have our jam packed hour. It's like, at this point, it's like hour and 15 is like on average, but uh, we have that jam packed set. I get the kids in pretty much at least three games. And when I'm writing a camp show, I prioritize spacing. I like for the campers to go here, then here, then here, rather than like scenes one and two and then five, and then you're done. So I space them well so their parents can see them so they can uh, play their favorite games. After that, upon completion of the show, we award the camper of the week. I like having the counselors come up and just say a couple things about them. Because at that point, all eyes are on the counselors and you can hear a pin drop in the theater because all the campers are waiting with bated breath, you know, listening to every detail we're saying. And uh, they're like, okay, okay, quiet. All right, that's not me. All right, that's not me. (laughs) That's not you. So, and we always try to say this person. So, you know, we just keep it as vague as possible until we get down towards the end and they start figuring it out. All the campers kind of like, It's so funny how they all just form this bond. They all kind of like will start pointing to who they think it is. Like the camp will all be pointing to one person, but then they'll say like, this person burps a lot. And they're like, okay. So then they start going to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Then sure enough, we call out the name. They come run up. Sometimes they're tearing up. That's always very touching. One of my favorite campers, Alyssa Ponce, one time ran up and gave me a big old hug, which I loved. It melted my heart. Those are the Ponce kids are great kids. Fletcher won it the very next year. Yeah, we send them out. We send the show out. Then we award. I turn it over to my assistant counselors. We award our superlatives. Give out our superlative award because each and every camper gets an award. We want to recognize. I mean, we all have inside joke with each and every one of these campers. Things that we say all the time to them. So they deserve a little recognition for what makes them cool and why we like having them here. So we, we put a lot of time into those awards. We give them out with pride. And then after that, I give them Nice little like, guys, you really did a great job. Uh, Talk about, hey, this was a great week. Loved meeting y'all. Can't wait to see you next year. We got youth and teens, that kind of stuff. We grab our lunch boxes, we get our popsicles outside, and we wait for our parents to pick us up. That's a week of summer camp. Emily, you're absolutely right. It helps that he is a big kid. (laughs) Still is a big kid. David hit on something that we haven't really talked about yet, which has been policy number one since I walked in these doors, which is no judgment. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my students, hey, no judgment is not just about you judging others. It's about you judging yourself and saying that you can't do dialects or you can't do impersonations. Don't, Don't put that on yourself. Open yourself up to doing anything. What, if anything, could you guys share with us as we wrap up what no judgment means to you? No judgment uh, means to me, as far as not judging yourself, it is so important that you give yourself a chance to improve. Because, you know, there's no magic pill to improv, just like anything else. To get better at it, you've got to practice. you got to show up. you got to be consistent. And if you're constantly judging yourself, thinking less of yourself, thinking, you know, eliminating possibilities. I can't do, like you said, I can't do dialects. I can't do impers. You're not setting yourself up for success. You need to trust yourself, give yourself some grace so you can show up and have the right mindset to absorb and not reflect. Oh, this is dialects talk. Okay. Well, I can't do dialect stuff. So that's, I'm not going to listen to that. So yeah, you've got to not judge yourself so you can set yourself up for success. 
also not judging each other's. What I boil it down to is trust with my ensemble. I tell them, y'all need to learn to trust each other. You know, we're all here for different reasons, but kind of similar. Learn to improvise, get a little more charisma, think quicker on your feet, entertain, make people laugh. And we're all coming into performing with that intention. I actually do that at the beginning of my 101 classes. I'm like, who's here to push boundaries? Who's here to open minds and no one raises their hand. And I'm like, who's here to make each other laugh? And then we all raise our hand. And I'm like, see, we're all here for the same thing. We're here to have some fun, make each other laugh. We're here for other things, of course, but that's a big one. We're here to make each other laugh and have fun. So trust that that's your partner's intent. You know, don't judge it because you don't quite agree with it. Know that they're coming from a place of I'm trying, man. I'm trying, trying to have some fun, trying to get some laughs. And I find that when you trust each other, you don't judge each other. And obviously, when you don't judge each other, you find more success on stage. Yeah, I think in terms of it being our philosophy at the theater, certainly, like David said, it's the actor. You know, we definitely want to not judge ourselves and judge others. But it's also as a theater philosophy, it helps us to create a real safe place for each other, a safe place to learn, a safe place to fail and know that you don't lose in anybody's eyes or even in your own. We keep that student mind. If you have a student's mind, you are always learning and you're open to the learning and no judgment allows us to cultivate that student mind to allow ourselves the time, the space, the energy, the right energy has to be in the room. We all feel when things get heavy or if there's some sort of judgment in our lives. So when we say we're going to really work hard or not work hard, it's really very easy. We're going to really create this safe place at Whole World. We all have to be the people that make sure that that happens all the time. So if we can see a problem, we can say something and move it out. And I think as long as we're all married to that idea of this is our safe place and for us to be here requires us to really buy into no judgment. If we're all doing it, then we really, that's when everything grows and that's when everything feels good. And then when everybody feels safe and good, that's when the learning begins and the success happens. We really do appreciate both of you, all you've done for the theater and all the students. And thanks for taking the time to explain a lot of that for us. It's really, really great. Yeah. So uh, we want to say thank you to Emily Riley Russell, our managing director here at Whole World Improv Theater, as well as David Owen, our associate director. Continue the good work so that we can continue this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rock on, bro. Thank you for Rock having me. on, guys. Thanks for being here with us today. Anytime. Awesome. Anytime. All That's right. Great. All right. And scene. Thanks for listening to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. We recently passed 1,300 downloads. Are 1300 more and we can finally get that huge teddy bear at david buster's the whole world improv podcast
podcast is a production of Whole World Improv Theater in association with Headspace Industries. The executive producer, writer, and Chardonnay taste tester to the stars is Chip Powell. The producer, senior producer, production assistant, executive in charge of programming and contest, head writer, associate writer, editor, and intern is John Mihalik. Ha! He's back with all those credits getting pretty comfortable with yourself moving on up to main stage oh but for real congratulations john original music by the gentle readers and our social media maven is bethany Rowe. please help support this podcast by liking subscribing and leaving us a review we'll slip you a note back before study hall oh Whole World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com. And remember, it's tax deductible. I mean, please, do you really want to hear another Zip Recruiter commercial on yet another podcast? Additional writing and voiceover from me, Kate Arlo. And I just had a root canal. Good times in a healthcare system. It was a healthy tooth that they drilled really far down. It was creating complications over the past year, and so they finally just root canaled it. So half my numb is mouth. I'm picking up my daughter after this, and she's still of the age where Olive Garden is a cool place to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. The place has the blooming onion. Oh, that's Outback. Oh, she oh, loves. Yeah. She loves I'm steak. About to say, she, I, I'll still do it wherever the blooming onion is. I'll go there. <laughs> I still love a blooming onion, absolutely. I have never been to Olive Garden. What? I've never been. Never. Oh, what never. About a Chili's. You've been to a Chili's? Yes. Okay. But I I've think it's been. worth it just for the experience. I think we need a class outing to take Emily to an Olive Garden. To an Olive Garden? I'm down <laughs> for that. I want some of them garlic bread rolls, whatever that garlic I can have. Bread, <laughs> butter, melted cheese on top. Yeah. yeah I want salad. some of that. <laughs>